0: So, I want us to take our attention. The worship set just set things up so beautifully today for the topic in which we're in, which is called um, Step Out Into the Storm. And it's so counterintuitive to everything that speaks to what would keep us safe and secure, uh, to what would tell us that this is how you survive this moment, this is how you live past anything that is assailing you, attacking you. I understand that when we hear step out into the storm, it's, it's not just counterintuitive; it's it's just illogical. It's unsafe. You take refuge from a storm, you don't step out into it. And yet that's exactly the turning point story that we're going to be looking at, and there are reasons for that. And I believe that God tells us something in this story that we sometimes might miss out in our everyday journey. I want to tell you lessons from this story. And it's the lesson of Jesus walking on the water. And it appears in in three out of the four Gospels. It appears in Matthew and Mark and in John. But only in Matthew do we actually learn that Peter also walks on the water. And I think you may be familiar with this story. Even if you don't know a lot about Scripture or, or Jesus or stories in the New Testament, I think you have at least heard this reference even in our culture today. And yet the essential point that Matthew was making in this story is one that we often miss. And in this Turning Point series, we've been looking at events in the Old Testament, and and today we're looking at this event in the New Testament because it's been leading us to this moment. And, And what happens is that Matthew, because he is the author of this book, he is speaking to the Hebrew people, he's speaking to the Jews that are both in Israel and outside of Israel. And he's saying to them, I want you to remember that there were two other moments in which there were miracles on the water. And he says the first one we all know extremely well and it's the Red Sea. It's when Israel was being attacked by the Egyptian army and they had the army at their backs and they had the Red Sea at their front. And God does something incredible, he parts the waters and in parting It's not me getting emotional. I just got something stuck in my throat. But I hope you get emotional soon, so hold on to that. (laughs) But what happens is that he's got the Red Sea at their front. And when they have the Red Sea at the front, well, God has to part the waters. It's the only way. And he does it through the instructions that he gives Moses. And the Red Sea parts, and they cross on dry ground. And so they passed through, and this is the key point, they passed through the Red Sea. The second instance is when they had to cross the Jordan River. And the Bible says that again, they passed through, this time with Joshua, not with Moses, and they passed through on dry ground. And so we have, we have gotten familiar with the idea of having to pass through something. And, and I think that it's, it's kind of captivated our minds and our hearts in the way that we understand life is that we're just going to have to go through things. That we're always going to have to just pass through them to get to the other side and and we we develop this determination and this grit and when we we look at people who sometimes give up too soon and and we learn from that and we say i don't want to be that or we've looked at moments when we've given up and we didn't persevere and we wondered afterwards where would i be today if i had just not given up if i had just continued the bible says that you can fall seven times but but The righteous man keeps getting up, the righteous person just keeps persevering, doesn't matter how many times you fall, what matters is how many times you get up. And so we get this mindset where no matter what we're going through, we have to just keep getting up, we have to just keep getting through, we just have to keep getting past. Except that in this story, during these miracles, the Israelites could only safely pass through the waters they were never given the power to walk on them. And I want us to understand that what God does in our lives is that he continually pushes us to elevate our faith. And he leads us to a place where we are no longer just satisfied with getting through things. We're being prepared to walk on them. I want you to capture this moment because it is is life-changing for you in terms of understanding what it is that you're going through in your life right now. Because what you are going through keeps telling you that you have to just keep getting through it to get to the other side. When Jesus has come to not just tell us we can get through things, we can walk on them. Are you ready? You may not be. But by the end of this, I'm going to believe that you will be. Because I believe that today God is going to show us something different than than maybe we've understood before. He's going to take our understanding and elevate. He's going to take our fear and turn it into faith. He's going to show us that not only can we get through storms, but we can walk on them. Now, God doesn't want you to just cross through your trouble. God wants you to walk on your storm. And that's why in Matthew 14, we're going to read the backstory. And the backstory is a powerful one because the people had just experienced an incredible miracle and they saw Jesus do something that no one had done before. He had fed thousands of people. And then Jesus tells his disciples, I want you to get into a boat and I want you to go and, and just let me go and spend time with my father. And he goes out into the mountain and he goes and prays. Jesus separates himself from his disciples. And this is where we discover in Matthew 14 in verse 22, that immediately after this, Jesus insists that that his disciples get back into the boat. They cross to the other side and he sent the people home. And after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray And night fell while he was there alone and meanwhile the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves and about three o'clock in the morning this is when jesus comes to them and this is important i want you to take note of the hour in which he comes has anything good ever happened at 3am i just just putting it out there so in verse 26 when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, and in their fear, they cried out, and here's, here's the second and most important point here, is that it's a ghost. So it's 3 a.m., and what they're seeing is a ghost. But then Jesus speaks to them, and he says, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. Now, in Matthew 14:28 to 33, we're going to now get into the key passage for today, Now, it says that Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. And so Peter went over the side of the boat, and then he walks on the water towards Jesus. And when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, and he began to sink. And he said, save me, Lord, he shouted. And then Jesus immediately reached out, and he grabbed him and said, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind then stopped, and the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. And this moment shows that they then began to worship Jesus. Now, how crazy must this have been to witness, right? But how crazy was was Peter to get out into the storm? And, And the only reason why he gets out into the storm is because Jesus tells him to. He doesn't decide to do this, but Jesus tells him to. And he says, I can can stop the wind from where I am, but I want to show you that I am greater than the events at the Red Sea, and I am greater than the events at the Jordan, that I'm not just one who controls the wind and the waves but I can walk on all the elements of this earth. I have the kind of power that now you will witness is no longer in the shadows of the stories that you have heard. It is now being revealed so that you can leave your fear behind and step out in faith. And understand that I am the Lord who when he calls out to you, Not only can I make you walk on dry ground, I can actually make you walk on the water. I want to believe in a Jesus who calls me out onto the water. I I don't want him to just take care of my problem and give me the courage that I need to kind of walk through it. You know, to give me the kind of perseverance and persistence that I need to just get through things. I want him to give me the power to also walk upon them, to elevate to the point where I know that I'm beyond even the trouble that I'm facing, and the difficulty of the crossing, and the circumstances that are calling me to stop believing that anything can be different than what I'm experiencing and living out in the moment. And I I begin to think that ever since Peter began to sink in this story. We have done nothing but criticize Peter. But no one else had the courage to get out of that boat. And I think it is so pivotal for us to understand this, because when God calls on you to step out into the storm, how many of us actually step out over the boat, out of the boat, and onto the water? And I think about this a lot in my life, and I think about how often I, I'm just afraid to just go out into the storm. I'd rather take refuge from it, hide from it, and believe and hope that it's just gonna pass me by. What else can we do but, but, but protect ourselves and take refuge by, by boarding ourselves in or finding a place that is strong and secure so that if something does get blown away, we don't get blown away by it. That no matter how powerful the wind is, it doesn't hold us back from being able to still withstand it and and, and resist it instead of always having the tendency to run from it. I realize that it's not intuitive. I know that what God is asking us to do just defies any kind of understanding that we've previously had, but we need to pay attention to what happens in this story. Because to take the next step of faith in overcoming fear, you're going to see that God is calling you to step out into the storm. And if you don't see that moment, here's what's going to happen. You're going to stay in your place of fear. You're not going to experience the next thing that God has in store for you. You're just going to keep reliving storm after storm instead of learning how to walk on the water are we ready to walk on the water instead are we are we for real and and i i think that what jesus does is that he he always fulfills the scriptures that's why he has to also reveal how he's he's better than the events of the past And I think that when God has shown up in your life in the past, he's shown up in a very clear and specific way. And, you know, he's helped you cross things and get through things and get past things and overcome things. But now God is saying, it's time to take the next step. It's time for you to face the storm. I need you to step out of the boat and face the storm. I want you to get into it. And I want you to see that nothing changes. Nothing changes. I'm still here for you. I'm just going to show you a different way to overcome it. And what's beautiful is that in Isaiah, he fulfills this pass in, in, in this passage in, in chapter 43, verse 2. It says, and this is God already made this promise. God already made it. He already made it. So now what he wants to do is he wants to fulfill it in our lives. And it says this in verse 2, when you go through deep waters I'm going to be with you and when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you that beautiful can you make that promise yours today Can you make it so that it's your word for your situation? You see, we looked at the passage in the backstory of how Jesus leaves them and they're on their own and sometimes we felt abandoned by God, I I know I have. I felt like he hasn't been present and he was absent and that things maybe could have been avoided if he was just there to stop them from happening in the first place, anybody else feel like that? Like these guys are on the boat, and, they're, and they're, they're fighting the storm of their lives. The thing is that we don't realize that these guys were, were seasoned veterans of the sea, like they, they knew this. They knew this life better than Jesus did. Jesus was a carpenter. He wasn't a fisherman. He didn't know how to navigate the sea. But even in the life in which they had 10,000 hours of expertise, have you ever hear that? You need 10,000 hours to become an expert at something? Even though they had that, that they were experts, they knew they were now out of options and out of hope. That's how fear took a hold of them because they went beyond what they knew they could get out of on their own. And that's when fear grips us, right? When it's beyond us and we know it. And some of us get there sometimes quicker than others because we just sometimes just aren't prepared the way others have, they haven't given up as often, maybe they can say that their faith is a little bit stronger because of the things that they've gone through. And so we sometimes compare ourselves, and have you heard this before, that comparison is the thief of joy? And a lot of us are always comparing ourselves to other people in their faith. And it steals from us, not just joy, but the opportunity to experience greater faith. See, God is not comparing you to someone else. He's trying to get you to be a better version of yourself. That's what God is interested in. He's interested in you achieving greater things going beyond the limits that have held you back, being the person that he knows that you were always meant to be, to do the things that he knows you were always meant to do. He wants you to not just get through things, but to walk on the water. And here's the first thing that he tells us to do in the story. He says, I want you to start looking for Jesus and I want you to stop seeing ghosts. I think the ghosts speak to us about dwelling on the past. I think ghosts speak to us of that which can cause fear and trepidation in the most strong-hearted and strong-willed mind. When you see something that you think has come back from the dead, I don't care how strong your faith is, I think there's gonna be a bit of fear, true? But I feel like most of us haven't understood that if we stop dwelling on the past, we can start believing in our future. And many of us in this room are held back by our past more than we're concerned about going to where Jesus is calling us to, which is our future. I know that you have had a hard time. I know that you have had trauma and tragedies in your life. I know that each and every one of us, if we took just a few moments to share the deepest pains and hurts that we've gone through, I know we would all have a lot to share. True or not true? A lot. But some of us are more stuck than others, and I'll tell you why. Because we're still dwelling on the past, because we are still seeing ghosts instead of seeing the Lord who's on the water. But here's the problem. You can't see that it's Jesus because all you're doing is seeing ghosts. How could these guys who knew Jesus so well not see that it was Jesus? I'll tell you why, because there's no place in our hearts for both fear and faith to coexist. Fear will always overcome faith if we are governed by our ghosts, but faith will overcome fear if we're looking for Jesus instead. Come on, come on, come on, right? And when is this going to happen? It's going to happen at the most unlikely time. It's going to happen at 3 a.m. It's going to, the time is important because it's going to come when you don't expect it. And and if you're, if you're believing in ghosts, you're going to see ghosts. But if you're believing in Jesus, you're going to have the opportunity to hear what he's telling you to do. And instead of staying in the boat, thinking that's the safe place, you're going to step out into the storm, which is the real place where God has wanted you all along. And so God is saying, look for the next steps that I want you to take. And and I love that Peter takes the first step out of the boat and takes the second step onto the water and he keeps walking on the water as long as his focus is on Jesus. And, and the moment that he starts to pay attention to what's in the wind and pay attention to the water and, and maybe how far Jesus is, maybe Jesus isn't getting any closer. You know, sometimes you take steps towards a destination and it just feels like it's getting further from you. Anybody ever had that experience? Like, I'm, I'm living it right now in my own life. <laughs> I, I, I feel like every step that I take, the, the goal is just further, further and further from me. Anybody else feel like that, that's happening in your life? It's like, everything that you're doing right doesn't get the goal any closer. But, but here's the thing, if we keep our focus on Jesus, before you know it, he is right in front of us. And, and the moment that Peter begins to sink, I love this because it's so true for not just my past, but for yours. Jesus was there to pull us out of the water anyways. And the Bible says that he gets him back into the boat, just like we need to get back into the boat. The plan is not for us to keep walking on the water, it's, it's for us to get back into the boat and to worship him. But we have to get out into the storm to have something to worship him for. See, we're not going to be able to do that. And until all human possibilities, and until all hope was gone, that's when Jesus says, obey. And, And if Peter doesn't obey, like the command came to all of them, but only Peter is the one who responded. And I believe that the reason we don't experience more in our life is because we're not obeying to the level that Jesus is calling us to. And so when he calls you to step out into the storm, it's just your act of obedience. What is it? What is God asking you to trust him with and trust him for? I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me. I know. You know how I know? You know how I know it's so clear in my life? Because I've been disobedient to it so many times. Anybody else? (laughs) See, in an area of your life where you're constantly being disobedient, you know exactly where God is asking you to be. And when he calls on you to obey, it's not because he wants to make things hard for you, it's because he wants to deliver you. He wants to give you his best. And that's when Jesus says, come to me, obey. And that's when we have to say, Jesus, what's the next step? And just keep taking that. And I love that the next thing that he says in the story is look for how your faith is being tested and how your fears are being revealed. I know that when Jesus is calling on us to take a step out of the boat and a step onto the water, that he's actually asking us to pay attention to what we're actually afraid of. And so when he calls on us to step out into the storm, he's saying this is what you're afraid of. Does anybody have like a worst case scenario kind of mindset? It's like you you tend to just Articulate all the things that are going to go wrong and that could go wrong and you're, you find yourself not, not wanting to be that way obviously but that's, that's how you kind of work and, and you don't want to speak these things but you find yourself speaking them anyways and it's not that speaking them is just going to make them happen but what I've come to realize is that we tend to go in the direction of our words and our thoughts. And and even when my words aren't being spoken, I tend to go in the direction of my thoughts. And and the scriptures does, does say in Proverbs that as a person thinks, that's who they become. And so if I'm dwelling on these things, I'm being directed by these things, and I'm choosing a direction by these things. And God is saying, look for how your faith is being tested, because that's where your fears are being revealed. And when your fears are revealed, God exposes them so that he can take that weakness and he can turn it into a strength. God is saying, I am not shocked by your weakness, What I want is for that weakness to stop being so powerful in your life. I want to take that weakness and I want to turn it into a strength. I want your mind to be positive. I want you to dwell on my promises. I want you to be a person of purpose and not be driven and directed by the things that are prevailing in your mind that are being led by fear. I want you to instead be a person of faith, and when I call on you, I want you to step out into the storm. And what Jesus wanted everyone to see, and for us to understand, is that the raging sea was nothing but a set of steps for Jesus to walk on, and for him to get to his disciples. Because there's no place for fear and faith to coexist in our hearts. Because When it does, it destroys our focus and our ability to walk on the storm. Here's the next thing. Look for how your faith will unleash the supernatural. What God is showing Peter is that he can do something that he could never otherwise do if he just stepped out in obedience. That which is impossible can become possible. That's which no one has ever done, you can be the first to do. See, this is what the story of Peter reveals. I don't know what you're gonna become the first to do in your home, in your life, in your household, for your generation, but I believe that all of us have been called to be first. All of us have been called to do something that breaks the generational tendencies that have held us back. this very day where we are still seeing ghosts instead of seeing Jesus and the power that he can unleash in our lives. And I know that it's not always something that we're doing or something that we've done. I know that it's something that people have done and have done to us. But there is no moment in which people are in control and they are unlimited in their control. There is always a moment in which we read earlier that if there are deep waters, we can cross them. If there are challenging rivers, we can overcome them. If there's a consuming fire, we will not be burned by it. And there's a story in which the friends of Daniel get thrown into a furnace the people who had the right to make that law and the people who had the power to enact that law and the people who stood there with authority holding on to those men who had been bound and had the authority to take them and throw them into the furnace it didn't change the fact that when they put three people in the furnace there was a fourth and they came out of the fire And they had to be released, because there's never a moment in which people are in power over the power of the Lord Himself. The Lord is still the ultimate power, and if He's with you, then that's the only thing you need to get through whatever it is, but more importantly, to step out into the storm In faith and believe that there is nothing that can touch you because Jesus Christ Himself is with you. You believe that for yourself? You see, Jesus wants us to understand this today. He wants you to look out to worship Him on land. He wants you to. Worship him out on the water. And he wants you to worship him in the boat. This story is the first time that the disciples worship Jesus as God. Do you know that? It's the first time it happens in the the New Testament. But it isn't the first time that Jesus is worshiped. The first time that Jesus is worshiped was actually the Magi, the wise men that came from the East. The second time was a leper who had been healed. He worships Jesus. The third time was a a synagogue ruler who worshiped Jesus because he recognized that he was before the promised Messiah. But this is the first time that the disciples do it. This is where they call him God and they worship him. This is the first time that the Lord Jesus spoke of Peter's little faith, But then showed us that a little bit of faith is better than no faith at all. That a little bit of faith can get you out on the water. That a little bit of faith can get you out into the storm. That a little bit of faith can get you to worship God in a way that opens up your mind and heart like never before. You see, when they finally got back into the boat, they saw Jesus completely different. They'd already seen his miracles, they already experienced his teaching. They already saw that he was better than anybody that they had ever heard or followed before. What they saw now was someone who had power over everything. And they knew only God had this. And so they were able to worship him. You see, you need to get to that place in your life where you just stop seeing Jesus, the religious teacher. You stop seeing Jesus, the good rabbi. You stop seeing Jesus as the moral compass of your life. That you stop seeing Jesus as just one of the many faiths. And you start seeing him as the God who has called you out into the storm. As the God who gives you the ability to experience the supernatural in your life as the God who helps you to walk on the water, the God who makes it possible for you to get back into the boat. And there you can come before him and worship him because you have gone through something now that you will forever be changed by because now you've left your fear behind. You're not seeing ghosts anymore. The only thing you're seeing is Jesus. See, you're not afraid of what time it is. You're not afraid of what the wind is doing and what the waves are going to do. You're not afraid of the fact that you had to go out there on your own and no one followed you. You don't have to worry about what you don't have because you've understood that you have now everything that you've ever needed. You have Jesus, the supernatural, with you, in you, for you, before you, preparing all things so that you can step out into the storm and be victorious. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.